Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another evening of D&D. We are Not Great RPG, and we are here once again for the Lost Kings of Adorus. Mm-hmm. We're going to go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, then I'll do a brief recap, and we'll pick up where we left off last week. On the morning playlist, I see. Yes. <laughs> Is it morning? No, it's middle of the night. It's <laughs> sentimental. Oh, it's sentimental. It sounds... <laughs> They're so similar. That sounds like beautiful morning <clears throat> playlist. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, Volpix, thank you very much for the $20 donation and the gifted sub to John. Much appreciated. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I am John, and I play Marcus. I'm Sarah, and I play Dandelion. <clears throat> I'm Paul, and I play Rin. I'm Autumn, and I play Twig. I'm Mike, and I play Mr. Pigeon. I'm not Lawrence. I play Shay. And I'm Don, the DM of this campaign. Monkey. Monkey. You got a monkey in the chat, thank you. He's <clears throat> uh, a people. <laughs> listen, he just he is a people. Uh, last week's episode, A Fractured Mask, uh, you guys smash your ways through the door of the uh, gambling hall with Marcus Small and Sheila's Warhammer. Uh, Sheila winks and the tattooed eyes on the back of her hand glow with holy light and as she slams the ground, a wave of holy energy uh, washes over you guys, healing you. Um... She tells you guys that she and her men will handle the bandits and that you two should get after the two guys running at the back, uh, the figures of Will and a figure wearing a gilded mask that ducked behind a curtain at the back of the room. Uh, You guys rush forward as Sheila and her men rush up the stairs on the side to fight the bandits. Uh, You make your way past the curtain and come to a large double set of doors and throw throw them open and are met with two seven-foot-tall humans wrapped in chain mail, shields and swords at the ready, the uh, the Beef Brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we fondly referred to them, mm-hmm. it was uh, meat, meat Castle or Meat Mountain? No, Meat Castle and uh, Beef Brother. Beef Brother. Blocking you so that way you can't get through the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin, Marcus, and Dandelion fight the two large Beef Boys, sliding mm-hmm. out of the way of their blades and slamming attacks into them whenever they see an opening in their defenses. Uh, Shay, Mr. Pigeon, and Twig fight the four men at the back of the room, jumping across gaps between gambling tables and roulette wheels. Uh, as you guys fight, you guys watch as Will and the masked figure, revealed to be Alistair Plumfair, fight in the room beyond the large men guarding the door. Um, they yell at each other, which I'm not going to read the entire conversation, but the gist of it is that, uh, you know, uh, Alistair is here against his will. Mm-hmm. Uh, will says the same, that he will <laughs> not... <laughs> against his what? Against his William. Uh, Don't hold me <laughs> Deep down, you know this is wrong. <laughs> the sexual tension is really present. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about how they both do this for their families, uh, and Will lets Alistair go. Alistair goes to leave. Uh, a cloaked figure drops from the back of the wall and rushes towards him with a shadowy spectral dagger outstretched from the top of his hand. Uh, Will yells, pushes Alistair out of the way, takes the dagger in his place, uh, and falls to the ground as he shoves Alistair towards the door. You guys defeat the first, the two beef boys, uh, along with the four gilded mask bandits behind you. The other beef boy surrenders, blinks at Rin a whole bunch as he runs past. Um, <clears throat> you guys rush in to fight against this shadowy assassin. Uh, the assassin fades into the darkness, dips back to a sconce on the wall, puts the torch out, and sends a shadowy wave of daggers out towards you. Uh, Shay and Dandelion manage to dodge some of the daggers as they dip through the storm, flanked by Twig and Wren, who dodge through the blades and send them back into the walls on the side. Um, Marcus rushes to Will's side, drags him to the corner, and attempts to to heal him, seeing that the wound is fatal. Uh, Will stops him and asks for him to please not heal him, uh, that he does not deserve forgiveness for what he's done, and... 
He asks if Val is okay. Marcus tells him yes, that he is alive, and he hopes that someday he will atone for his, should he atone for his crimes through a higher power than he, that he sees his sister and his friend again. Uh, Marcus then takes his dagger and stabs Will in the heart and watches as the life leaves his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's battle my continues. Thing, don't yeah, it's your favorite thing. <laughs> Even thing. when I play good characters. <laughs> Justice. Uh, the battle continues. Dandelion, shielded by Marcus, casts her sleep spell, putting Marcus and the assassin to sleep. Uh, Marcus rushes out of the room to find Alistair as the others secure the assassin. Uh, Marcus retrieves Alistair from a nearby room, who surrenders to him while trying to protect a young girl, which is revealed to be the missing Alice Tull. Uh, that Alistair says that he is kept safe this time. Um, Marcus thanks him for protecting her for so long and says that he will need to tell Sheila what he knows and hopes that it is enough to atone for what he's done, uh, given some leeway due to his family being threatened. Uh, Marcus hopes to take him back to Lake Mount to reunite him with his family and Alice with her family. Uh, The others wake up the assassin with Mr. Pigeon's sickles around his neck after Shay inspects him to make sure he is unarmed and has no way of escape. Um, He awakens and the party speaks to him about his goals here and why he had to kill Alistair. Uh, He indicates to Shay that Alistair had attempted to escape and thus needed to be taken out. Um, You guys speak briefly about his dealings with Feverel Blackflower and he sees a flicker of recognition in Shay's eyes. The two speak, and Shay asks how he came into service of the Black Flowers. The assassin states plainly, how does anyone with my skill set come into their service? He continues to give taunting non-answers to questions that Shay asks, before laughing and stating that the grip of the Black Flowers extends far beyond these kingdoms and this city, and that both of these human kingdoms will fall to their control, and that all will know the name Fivril Blackflower. Uh, At this point, Shay nods to Mr. Pigeon, and as he goes to cut the man's throat, Rin slaps the blades away, telling them to keep him alive. Uh, Dandelion speaks briefly with Sheila about what's happened. Sheila heals her and then walks back into the room. Um, everybody debates on what to do with the assassin and Shay indicates that the man will only be a danger to her city and that he cannot be trusted to be contained. Uh, Sheila walks up to the man and condemns him for his crimes against the city, stabbing him in the heart. As he dies, he laughs and his skin fades to a mottled gray, his eyes a milky white, and all of the markings and tattoos vanishing from his body. Uh, The cloak fades to a light gray color and sags around his corpse. Uh, Rin removes the badge from his pocket, throws it at Sheila, and says, Fuck your watch. Before storming off, Sheila follows after him and says that she's sorry, but she had to do it to protect her people. Uh, Rin asks if she has killed before in the war when they took prisoners. Sheila said no, she's not killed another prisoner before, but not have been so dangerous as this man. And Rin says it only takes one, turning and walking through the red curtain at the back of the hall. And that is where we are picking up this week. <clears throat> cool. So I walked through with Alistair and Alice successfully. Yes. Very good. Yeah, so as you walk through the door, you see the slightly different figure uh, mm-hmm. of this assassin lying on the ground, mm-hmm. looking this mottled gray color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Ren walking through the curtain at the back of the room and Sheila turning to walk back towards the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see everybody standing there. Uh, well, what happened with Ren? He did not like the decision to end this one's life. Uh, Alright. I do not know who did it. I did. Sheila. Oh. At Shay's recommendation, he mentioned that this man was a danger to my city and I do not wish to put any more of my people at risk. Understood. That's within your right to sentence. 
Yes. I'm sorry, though. It's never an easy burden to bear. No, but... If the burden of a lawkeeper is to take the life of one man to protect the lives of others, then I will do it with honor. As you should. In the realm of sentencing. Oh, <laughs> there you go, Don. <laughs> Damn! Woo! <laughs> 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 Giving me the favorites over here, buddy. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I can never play this game again. <laughs> you can uh, try to put my bottom back in for me, please. <laughs> Clap it in there. <laughs> well, my immersion is broken. <laughs> and not because of the candles. <laughs> also, not because of the candles. <laughs> uh. Uh, yes, in the realm of uh, sentencing, though, unfortunately, I do have to, once again, work with you, I suppose I could say, in terms of some kind of arrangement to be made on the behalf of this man, Alistair Klimter. A criminal here, inside of the Gilded Mask, but one who worked only under coercion and blackmail and threat of his family's life. We'll need to question him in the morning. It is too late now to do that, but... Yes. Should his answers prove sufficient to... pay his debts to the city, I will release him into your stead as I did Murdoch. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, I have exhausted myself of... manacles. He is unarmed, but I leave that decision in yours. I have plenty. Thank you. She pulls a set of shackles from her side yeah, and walks I'm, over and... Yeah, I would just kind of like, as she does it, put a hand on Alistair and just... Uh, everything as of tomorrow will be alright, I hope. I understand. He willingly puts his hands yeah. forward to mm -hmm. meet her shackles. Uh, I would gesture towards Alice. Oh, this girl is a prisoner and someone that we knew was kidnapped from the town of Lake Mountain. Part of the reason why we came to your city in the first place and... Uh, is not remotely actually involved in the criminal activity of the Gilded Mask. I did not expect the child would be. I will feed her and keep her safe for the evening. If Thank you, you mean to take her back to Lake Melt, uh, you can take her when uh, you leave with Alistair. Thank you. Of course. Uh, I must be honest with you. There is one more that I would like to take with me. He is not here. All right. Who? He is a young man that we took from the docks. He is Will Bennett's son. I believe that he also should be questioned. It did not seem as though he was a very <clears throat> willing participant in this. Simply a son following the command of his father. But he has never killed. Nor do I think he will. Alright. But I think that his questions, well, his answers should serve as light for his sentencing. Where is this boy now? Uh, he is on the ship that we brought in at the docks. Murdoch is watching him. I will gather him and bring him over to your offices if that is acceptable. If you'd like, my men will retrieve him. If that's easier, you all deserve some rest. Uh, yes, certainly. Thank you. Of course. Um, 
the other two that are on board that Murdoch is watching, Steinem and Erling, are in the process of atoning as well. They willingly surrendered. I think that they should be also brought back, and that all the decisions for your city be made in light of their testimonies and sentencings delivered then at your discretion. All right. Thank you. Of course. Uh, put them to work doing repairs for the damage that's happened due to the Gilded Mask. Yes. Say so that's punishment if they're truly not evil men. No, they did not seem it, but I would very much like for them to have the chance to earn their freedom back. Of course. It did not seem as though this was a decision that they made. It is hard to say that pride for one's people can ever make a decision feel justified. But I believe that they made the decisions in that light, and not out of an interest or purview that drives them towards crime. Alright, uh... I understand those motivations. Um, I would not ask them to leave themselves in indentured servitude, but... Thank you. To pay their debts, to earn their freedom. Thank you. Of course. Uh, I do not know if any of you are hungry, but I am very tired. I would like to see this body taken care of myself. Certainly. Are you hungry, Dandelion? I'm pretty hungry. It's been a while since we've eaten. Mr. Pigeon? Or do you... Nod. I muted it. Hungry? Did we search the body in our I'm working on that. Okay, I was going <laughs> to say, I would be interested in searching the body as well. You've been staying with Jay? It would be good to make sure that he's safe. Could and use the extra set of hands, for sure. Sure. Nod. it is up to you if you would always like to stay by Mr. Pigeon's side. I think I'll stay. Yeah. Well, I forget the name of the tavern we were at, but... The Topaz Flask. That's right, because you described the Which, is, yellow, <laughs> which is yellow and not purple. <laughs> That's right. The Amethyst Flask. <laughs> Um, before you leave, there is the matter of uh, payment. Uh, there was a substantial amount of gold found by my men, and I'd like to give you all a portion of it. Well, we can do that in the morning. All right, I sent someone after young Master Rin with his share. You're welcome to take yours now if you'd like, or I can hold it till the morning. That is up to you. Well, if Rin's share is taken care of, then certainly. Thank you. All right, she... Mm -hmm. Two men walk over with a chest and set it down in front of you, flip it open, mm. pull out bags and start divvying out chest, uh, gold into these like mm -hmm. leather-bound bags and sealing them and hand them to okay. each one of you. Uh, you all receive 400 gold. Fuck yes. Delicious dollars. Ducats. Mm-hmm. Three of you are going to stay behind and assist me with cleaning up then? Somewhat anyway. At least this one. All right, sure. Well, then the two of you better get some rest. Uh, I'll send someone ahead to the Topaz Flask and have uh, the owner aware that you're coming and that your rooms will be on us. Thank you. Of course. Order whatever you'd like. Thank you very much, Sheila. You're welcome. Thank uh -oh. you again for everything. Yes, it is 
as you said, a, a thing to do with honor for your city. Yes. Uh, I'm very happy that despite the time that it took for something to happen, uh, I've finally been able to make a change. And with your help, we've at least started to rid this city of crime. Yes, we have. Yeah, I'm going to walk over and pick up my mall. All right. Uh, yeah, as I am walking around, I would just want to make sure like, I get some kind of decent look at this mm-hmm. newly yeah. weird-looking body. Yep. You said it's like molded gray skins. And... Like modeled gray skin, uh, okay. milky white eyes, okay. uh, and the cloak is a slightly different color than it was before. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I would grab my mole and collect dandelion and head over to the... Topaz flask. Topaz flask. <laughs> I was going to say amethyst again. So it's like, <laughs> he said it's purple. <laughs> and my brain just has to process purple. The more <laughs> times we say it, the... More purple it is. It's amethyst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would just go over. It was a very fine trick you did. I was a big fan. I needed a nap anyway. I don't think it was a very restful nap. No, not remotely. <laughs> I fell on my face <laughs> into stone. Thank God I'm not dying. <laughs> but I, I really like the way you were thinking. It was a good idea to try to put him into a state in which we were able to uh, ask him questions. And even if it comes at my safety, I think that that's the right thing to do sometimes. And know that you have my unwavering faith and approval. You're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going back and forth. My safe, my, my... Yeah. I was in danger, but it's fine. Yeah. But I was in danger. I was really fine. in danger and I could have died, but it's all right because I trust you. <laughs> yeah. And then I would, uh... Lead you, lead you out. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, the two of you walk through the curtain and up the stairs into the night and mm-hmm. towards the Topaz Flask. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll summon you back shortly. Very good. I like the nuance of that. It was really great because it was super sus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that shit, dude. That was the most dangerous thing I've ever seen you do. I like it. Do that again. Eh? Eh? Oh. My God. Do <laughs> <laughs> the secret war. Well, um, right, so, yeah, the three of you are here with uh, Sheila. So I would still be searching the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, please make an investigation check with advantage. It's a twenty-one. Okay. Uh, yeah, so as you're you're going through this cloak, um, I'll describe the things that you see on the cloak itself uh, first. Um, so you see that the inside of the cloak, around the like middle portion, uh, has contact points with small buttons that look to be the exact same color as the fabric to kind of mask the fact that they're there. Mm. Um, and you can see that there are small bits of... Um, of like hooks on the fabric made out of fabric so that the cloak the length of the cloak can be adjusted uh and changed for the size there are some that are towards the back to you know make it smaller there are some to make it longer or shorter mm. uh to basically alter the shape of how much fabric is flowing uh through this cloak um 
you also see as you're feeling around the collar um, that there is a pattern sewn into the back of the collar under the uh, under the collar um, that looks to be a dark gray crown that is sewn into the back of this fabric. Um, you also find several pockets that are near invisible in the cloak itself uh, that have to essentially be like pride to open that they're they're meant to flow with the cloak so that way they're sure. pretty much undetectable um, and in one of them you find a coil of iron wire uh, wrapped between two leather bound brass tubes uh, it looks to be very cleaned and well kept um, but it does look old and used uh, but the you can see that like the tips of the brass have been polished uh, and the leather has been treated and, and well kept um, in another one you find a sharp silvered metal blade uh, slightly smaller than a dagger uh, fixed to the edge of a 10-foot silk rope um, the metal blade also appears polished uh, the silver is very clean um, the iron on the metal portion is definitely slightly clouded from use, uh, but the silver edges are immaculately polished, and for the age, uh, it's about as polished as really it could be. It's well kept. Um, in another pocket further down towards the bottom, you find a large copper tube uh, with a bit of rope that seems to have some give to it that as you kind of tug at it, it just... It expands slightly uh, to become a 25-foot silk rope coming out of the bottom of this brass tube. Um, you can see that there are ridges on the side, and you see at the center a small, worn, circular spot that appears uh, as though it's been pressed before. Mm. Um, you find a sheathed, serrated dagger that also is extraordinarily well-kept and polished. Uh, each of the teeth of the serrated edge is has been sharpened, clearly. Uh, it's kept in immaculate condition, uh, and it is sealed and wrapped in a sheath. Um, you find a set of thieves' tools, a leather belt that is coiled around the length of the entire cloak to kind of cinch it shut, um, you find a uh, a gilded mask that looks identical to the one that Alistair was wearing in another pocket that's kind of flattened out and can be turned in on the edges to shape around the face. Um, in a pocket towards the back, you find a cloth, some polishing fluid in a corked vial, which is like a uh, like a, a black, almost diluted ink color. Um, and you find a silver necklace uh, with a small clasp. Uh, if you'd like to look inside, you can. Or if you'd like to do that uh, later, that's also fine. Like I'll a look at it okay. quickly. Yep. Um, so you see a picture of a faceless woman holding a child that looks similar to a younger version of the now dead figure in front of you. Um, this faceless woman looks to be of the same... Uh, Yep. Yeah, as this person, um, but faceless. Uh, in another pocket, you find a bundle 
wrapped in twine and, and bundled in, in uh, silk. And as you open it, you find six vials of uh, various poisons, two of each, uh, a deep red blood color, uh, which is assassin's blood, two that have a thick bright green sludge, which is crawler mucus, and a shimmery clear liquid, which is essence of ether. Ether, not ether. ether. <laughs> essence of ether. Essence of ether. Extracted um, by John himself. Yes, of course. Before talent. Yeah. Uh, and I'll copy all of this and post it in Discord, too. Yep. Um, you also find scrolled, folded in the sides of the, or unscrolled, folded in the sides of one of the pockets, uh, dossiers of Alistair, Will, Sheila, and several other uh, generic shop owners and dock workers. Mm. Uh, height, build, uh, you know, weight, age, all that stuff. Uh, along with some identifying information about each of them. Sure. Um, you also find one for a man labeled the Overseer. Okay. And inside of the back pocket, you find an older uh, scrolled document that looks to have been resealed with wax. Uh, that's what you find in the cloak. Um, as you're flipping through and looking at the rest of the body, uh, you find at the back of the boots, you f flip out two very small daggers with uh, a piece of rubber that fits into the back of the boots to fit in between the fingers uh, that are just kind of sunken into the back of the boots near invisible to the eye. Sure. Uh, and that is what you find on the body. Um, I would try to not show this mm -hmm. or the dossiers as I'm finding them. Okay. Uh, um, I would not... I would try to not look suspicious about it. That sure. way, if it was noticed that I was tucking them, sure, it wouldn't seem like it was about not showing somebody as much as it was just about, like, putting it away. Yeah. But I would, like, not be making a show of pulling those items. Got it. Uh, yeah, so if you want to make a sleight of hand checked, uh, and if the two of you can make uh, perception checks... Do you want us to make them or just use our passives? Uh, yeah, That's you can use your pass. Uh, so, it, are you if you're paying attention to what he's doing, then uh, it would be an active role. If you're sure. not paying I would, attention, I'd be paying passive. attention because yeah. I was okay. curious. Yeah, so active for both of you then. For Sheila as well, because she's in the room. Yep. Got an 18. 14. Roll the 19. Okay. Uh, Sheila does not uh, notice. You had an 18 and you had a 14. Yep. Okay, so neither of you notice uh, anything. Uh, the rest of the stuff, I would be making sure that, especially that Sheila saw it. Sure. So you you'd at the at the very least be not so much playing up the actions of pulling out the other stuff, but doing the others with more subtlety to kind of hide your movements. Yeah, I'd be pulling the other stuff out and making sure that she was sure aware of what the items were. Got it. Effectively trying to demonstrate that she made a good call. Choice. Sure. Uh, that's quite a lot of things. 
on one man. Definitely an assassin, as I said. Uh, I believe it would be wise to not discuss the nature of this particular person. Understood. Uh, the, uh, those that send them not so fond of people being aware. I imagine so. Uh, what would you recommend I do? And where did you come across knowledge of men such as this? Um, do as in about the body? Yes. Or if we don't want it to be discovered, is there... Oh, uh, I was hoping that Mr. Pigeon would have some makeup that he could... At least... Mask. Disguise it sure. long enough to move it from this place. Of course. And then I intended to burn it. All right. Uh, that seems acceptable. Uh, and I think we can handle that part of things. Uh, as far as where I came across such information... Um, I was previously in the employ of one that used such a creature. Oh, barbaric and horrible and... I'm afraid that they are typically broken of their humanity before they are sent out to do such things. Mindless warriors, then. And capable of hiding themselves with the faces of others would be very careful with those that you trust and I would be even more careful with entrusting anyone with this information understood I'll keep that to myself and subtly bring them to my men to keep their eyes out on well the ones I trust anyway uh, to keep their eyes out for suspicious figures of any kind within the city walls very good. Uh, where do you plan to dispose of the body so I can keep people away from it? Hmm. So somewhere that would be a safe place to burn this body that would not draw attention. Um, probably in the cooking ward of the city. Uh, down by the docks on the other side of the city. Uh, there's frequently people celebrating and uh, burning foods and things of that nature, and there are some that are uh, not quite so skilled, uh, so I imagine the scent would not be so obvious, nor would the smoke be of any attention draw. I think with the assistance of my friends here, we can keep the nature of this body from being discovered. Long enough to get it to a safe place to burn it. Very good. I'm sorry about the young master. It's alright, I... I understand. Um, I've known a great many people like him. There are those that do not wish to kill under any circumstances, and I respect that. Uh, I do not believe he has been made so aware of the way of the world in such regards yes being an emissary from wherever uh, Valinar uh, I imagine is a bit of a 
sheltered life in comparison to the horrors out there. This horror in particular is not one so carelessly spoken of. Yes, and not one that many know of, I'm sure. Yes. And they do like to keep it that way. Understood. Just a pigeon. I'll start uh, smearing clown makeup on this guy. <laughs> sure. Just give him a nice thick coat of uh, clown face. <laughs> uh, twig. Uh, would you care for any of these poisons? Um, I'd take them. Can I hand her half of sure. one of each? Mm hmm. I'll post the poisons that you have in your Discord chat as well. Okay. They're all D&D uh, items, so you can add them. Um, after I'm done um, putting on his clown makeup, though, did, is the other body still in the room? The uh, big boy? Will, yes. Will. Um, I don't want to actually... Is his mask, like, on? Uh, that's Alistair. Oh, they didn't both have masks? No, just Will. Okay, just, uh, I Alistair thought they did. both did. My yeah, bad. no, just uh, gotcha. just Alistair did. Um, and Alistair, you can see, has his uh, fixed to his belt. Sure. He's standing there shackled. Sure. If you do not mind, I will take care of the belongings that were with this body as well. Sure. I understand that normally these sorts of things would end up in your custody, but again... It would be best if they disappeared entirely. Yes. Understood. Never be too careful. Um, if you'd like to dispose of those bodies, uh, we'll deal with the big one over here. And I'll keep my men out of this room for the time being. Uh, that would be for the best. Yes. Uh, Make sure the other large one... I do not think he is all there, but... If he seems like he would be a talker... He should go away. I don't think so. From what we've heard so far, I don't think he knows a whole lot about anything. Tiny. Yes. Indeed. We'll find somewhere for him. Um, I'll drop a few cloaks uh, through the curtain in a moment for you to disguise the bodies. Uh, that way you can move out. Uh, but I'll keep my men out of here for now. Very good. When you're completed, just get them out of here and uh, we'll finish clean up with the rest of the hall. Understood. We'll be questioning Alistair and anyone else in the morning. Uh, and uh, please enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thank you again for all that you've done for the city. I truly cannot thank you enough. Thank you for your silence on this matter. I understand that silence is sometimes the best policy on things that others need not trouble their minds with. I pray that you never truly understand how imperative this is. I hope not. Good evening, all. She steps and turns and snaps at the two men who follow her out with the chest with the rest of the gold. Uh, Alistair following behind her with his shackles few minutes go by and two cloaks get thrown through the curtain and the curtain gets pulled shut uh, i'm straight gonna 
pocket the rest of these items. Yep, absolutely. I guess uh, we're dealing with Will's body too, then. Is what yes. it sounded like. Mm -hmm. So then I guess I will look through Will's clothes and pockets. Now that we're alone. As, yeah, <laughs> if, if, I'm, if I'm dealing with the body anyway. Yeah. Um, and while he's doing that, I would pull this back mm -hmm. out sure. now that she has left. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you don't find a whole lot on Will's body. Um, he has a small framed picture uh, of Elias mm -hmm. uh, along with a woman that you've not seen. Um, Elias looks to be younger. He looks to be uh, probably about five. You can. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Find Hopefully. <laughs> secure. Making sure it's the right Very one. Very secure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he has that picture. He's got five gold in his pockets. Um, you know, he has he has a, a the dagger that he has fixed across his chest that Marcus had pulled out is on the ground next to him. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot else. Sure. Uh, he's you know pretty bare bones. You can tell that he pretty much rushed out of that room when you guys approach the dock uh, and does not have a lot on him. That's fine. I'll take the, the picture and the I guess the five gold. Sure. And uh, I don't really have a use for the, the dagger. Yep. But uh, I'll slide those up in the sleeves. Very good. And uh, <laughs> I guess start, do we, I guess I'll, I'll point a uh, gesture to uh, Shay, the, the, the clown makeup, and point back at Will and kind of shrug. I suppose he should be burned as well. Sure, I'll start putting a clown face on him. <laughs> sure. If you do rip that, it is just symbols. Yeah, so fine. it's uh, you know I don't. It's it's not a totally huge fine. deal if it gets ripped or anything. Um. Yes, yeah, so you guys finish preparing the two bodies to be taken out and throw the cloaks over them. And then anything else before you guys head out to take the bodies. Um. I mean, I would take a glance at this. You sure. said it's just symbols, primarily. Yeah, it's symbols, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would make sure that they knew that I wasn't trying to hide any of this sure. from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah sure. I'll say that they're... I would take a look at it, too, then, if you sure. do it openly. Yeah. Uh, so but other than that, nothing. Shay, you definitively recognize uh, this style. Um, the rest of you don't. Sure. It doesn't look to be a, a language that you know. Just barely missed it. <laughs> Perfect. And I would recognize this. Yes. And you'll fill me in. Sure, so just... I'll just yep. give you the translation now. Oh, you didn't seal this one? I didn't seal it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just seal this one. Good. <laughs> yeah, neither Does the draw, would the drawing mean anything to any of us? Uh, I'll tell you, it looks like a flower. Sure. So okay, you you can make whatever connections you'd like with that, but yeah, that looks to be a flower from what you okay. can tell, and it is done in black ink. Sure. Uh, but yeah, after that, then I I mean I would just help uh, pick up the bodies, I guess. 
Sure. We can dip Bernie's these bodies. I was going to yeah. say, I, <laughs> but it was only one. Drunk clowns. Each under arms, and we can walk mm-hmm. them through. There's three of us. Sure, that's true. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm I'm Still. not strong. Uh, I don't. I could carry I mean, a body with help, but yeah, we, uh, depending on how between big the they three are. of us, I think we can get. Yeah, I think two bodies. You guys should be able to. I don't know. <laughs> I think we can. Handle it. I can carry 120 pounds. <laughs> I think so. We can <laughs> Both are, are not like they're not like heavy set. They're both pretty wiry. Okay, so you guys are good uh, as far as that goes. Um, I would not read this out loud to them. Sure. Um, and I would get it rolled back up. Yep. Uh, and then get to heft in this body. Cool. I don't know how much of that you want to do before we swap. Yeah, so what I'll do is I'll have you guys in the process of moving the body down. Uh, if you can send Paul in, I'll do his stuff. Then I'll do Marcus and Daniel and I'll rotate back to you guys. Sure. Right on, right on. And that way you can role play the actual disposal of the body in any conversations you'd like to have. Yep. You can go out either way. Other way, the door slides into the wall. You can only go out the way the door opens. Cause it's just you and me and all What's up? Hey. What's up? Oh man. Oh boy. Ready? I'm ready. All right, let's roll the I'm Sorry. Say initiative? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no. fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you um. You brush through the curtain and head up the stairs. Uh, as you're walking through the gambling hall, you can see that Sheila's men are moving, collecting bandit bodies. Um, you can see that there are the bodies of five uh, guards that have died, uh, along with the 20 bodies of the bandits that have all been killed. Oh. Uh, some of which are kind of hanging over the, the railings as they're just being hauled up and tossed down into a big pile uh, as they're just cleaning up the gambling hall and removing the bodies uh, uh, and straightening at, everything up. As I'm walking through, do I notice any uh, of the guards tending to the injuries of the other guards? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would like to approach any of them sure. that are doing so by magical means. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you see one that is uh, that is tracing spells in the air as a wound begins to disappear from one of the other guards. Excuse me? Uh, yes. W- would you mind my my heel? Sure, yes, absolutely. He, well, looks nasty. Caught yourself on a blade? Yeah, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> yeah, understood. He uh-huh. traces in the air and casts uh, cure wounds or he- healing something. Uh, I regain heal- hit points? Heal- healing foot. Uh, healing yeah. foot? Yeah, let me, let me <laughs> Uh, you regain 10 hit points. Yeah, I'm definitely fine. Uh, and you see the wound begin to heal. Uh, you can see there is a slight scar um, on the like bottom. Well, I guess you wouldn't see it, but... Uh, so if you're not looking at it, then you wouldn't see anything. Nope. Uh, but it, it does feel better. Thank you very much. 
You're welcome. It hurt so much. I understand that. I can't say that I've myself stepped on a blade, but uh, been pierced by one several times. It's never a fun experience. No, it's not. No. I'm just going to thank you again. Of course. Have a wonderful evening. Terrorism. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to you to walk out of the gambling halls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you walk up the stairs into the night. Uh, where are you heading? So I, I have your list, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll let you do that in whatever order you'd like. So uh, approximately what time is it? Uh, it's pretty late. Um, I will say that for the most part... The businesses are probably closed at this point, gotcha. um, but you would know the location of both Eudoro and Elias at this point. They're both at the docks, yes. at the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll head, I'll head there then. Okay, that's what I expected. Uh, wait, no, how late is it? Because the, the king, uh, would he still be awake? At this point, probably not. Okay, it's like one a.m. Oh yeah, no, I'll head yeah, to the docks. It's, it's probably. Yeah, past his bedtime, or at the very least, past the time where uh, where anything would be occurring at his shop. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll head to the docks then. Cool. Uh, yeah, so you make your way back, tracing the path that you came to get here, uh, walking through that same building down and across the docks up to the ship, and you see Murdoch sitting on the edge of the ship with uh, just watching the rest of the people in front of him. Uh, evening, Rin, everything all right? Yes, everything's fine. The, the halls have been taken. Good. That's very good. It is. Mind if I speak with our captive here? Sure, which one? Elias. Sure. Uh, in private or? Yes. Sure. Captain's quarters. Thank Elias you. just stands and walks into the captain's quarters ahead of you. Yep. Walk inside and you see that it's, it's uh, you know, the captain's quarters that you saw before. Uh, you Pull the door shut, and you can see that there's a large map table uh, along with several sets of chairs, and Elias walks over and sets at one of them and just kind of crosses his hands and looks at you. Is my father dead? He is. I'm sorry. We caught the man that did it. Good. He... Fought like someone I've never seen before. Spectral energy came out of his arms. Oh. Did my father put up a good fight at least? Yes. Do you know anything about that man? He also had tattoos of daggers Mm -hmm. it was daggers the shape of the spectral that came out of his arms it was very strange no I've never seen anyone like that before Uh, that's I've only really ever seen the magic that uh, Maxwell does Uh, and you know other people around the city that's I've never seen anything like that it's very different um Again, I, I am sorry about your father. Um, I, I I would like to ask you a little bit more about Maxwell. As sure. Um, I didn't know that there were any of me left. Any of what? My people. 
he carried and I'll I'll show my mm-hmm. my amulet. Yeah. He carried this. Oh, um Did he also have a gauntlet? Uh no. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Real scary. <laughs> no, uh no, he did not have a gauntlet, but okay. he did have that. Um He has been guarding me as long as I can remember. I remember him uh since I was at least five years old was always there when my father was busy with work. Uh, the other guy was my father's bodyguard, the bigger one, Bryce. Um, but Maxwell used to sneak me out at night and show me portions of the city uh, when my father was away. Uh, used to keep it a secret my father would not have liked if I was out that late, <laughs> as young as I was. Um, I don't know if he was a a good man, uh, but he was my friend. Um, even in my older years, uh, when I went out with what few friends I have, uh, Maxmo would be watching from the shadows, protecting me. My father's directive, of course. Why did you need so much protection? Well, there was a time when I was about ten years old uh, I was approached by strange hooded men in the city when I was walking with Maxwell at night while my father was away they tried to take our money uh, and take me Maxwell told me to close my eyes and by the time it was over the men were gone but I recognized the muffled screams when my eyes were closed. I don't know what he did with them, but I didn't see them after that. Did these... Do you remember if they had any sort of sigil on their hoods? Um... They they had, um... Funny enough, they, uh... They wore the markings of the Gilded Mask. Oh. But this is before that other man came. Uh, the one with the mask. Talking about Alistair? That was his name, yes. This was before he came. Um, he changed things a lot? seems that way yes uh, all the people with those markings and a lot of people in the city started working for him and nobody bothered me anymore but Maxwell was still there to keep me safe he used to tell me stories of where he learned what he did he talked about a teacher that he had uh, in the elvish kingdom of Otasolor Okay. It, uh, um, I will also can... tell you that the that Ota Solor in Elvish means war home at land's edge. I'm sorry, could you say that again? You said War Home at Land's Edge. 
And you would know from your talking that this is one of the two elvish kingdoms to the northern side right over the Mistlands. Okay. You have Yafauna and then Otasolor on top of it by the water. Interesting. Um, yeah, his his teacher was taught by another. Uh, talked about the skill having been passed down from teacher to student uh, in secret from one that he didn't talk much about, but he called them the Ark Warrior. Uh, supposedly some warlord of the Valinar Elves. Is that familiar to me? I don't... It's not, right? Okay. I will only... T I will tell you the only connection that you would potentially make to that is that you have the, like, pillars of your yes. people being the Archbishop and the Arch... Uh, Archmage. Right. And the king. So, the only similarity that you would make there is that he is telling you that it's Valinor and that it has Ark in it. Um, but you've not heard that term before, no. Interesting. Very interesting. I... I've not heard that word before. Arc warrior? In my home we have an arc bishop. An arc mage. Not an arc warrior. We have a king. Oh, I He said it was from long ago. Uh, and that person passed that skill down to someone else and someone else and someone else and then my and Maxwell's teacher um Valora V-A-L-O-R-A-H uh she took the last name Otar O-H-T-A-R uh which in Elvish means warrior or champion um Mm -hmm. The name was supposedly passed down from teacher to student, uh, but he didn't take the name from his teacher. Uh, he didn't finish his schooling before he left to come here and protect me. Said that he didn't deserve the name. Didn't deserve it. strange didn't think I'd see somebody else fight like me out here and there he was yeah I thank you for your help Elias the information truly is invaluable of I'll course pat him on the hand now I'll motion like this what are you trying to get him to do sorry spread his hands apart oh yeah and I'll just draw my blade attempt to break the chains sure uh make a make an attack roll okay uh and i'll give you advantage because you're striking something that's not moving okay so 18 okay uh and go ahead and roll your damage That's going to be seven. Okay. So you lift your blade and bring it down. Uh, the two blades join together. Yes, as one. You yep. 
crack through the blade, uh, through the manacles, it shatters in the center, and he just separates his hands. Thank you. Please do be careful. I don't think they'll keep you in prison or anything, but just in case. Thank you. I, I don't think they will either. Um, I'll tell them what I know, but uh, I don't know what'll become of me after that. Uh, I don't really have anyone else. Well, what your father did wasn't your fault. I'm sure they'll understand. I think so. Just be careful. I will. Thank you, Ren. Um, one other thing about Maxwell. Uh, I, I don't know why he left to come here. But I know it had to do with money. He said he needed a lot of it. Uh, and that he was looking for something to become more like his teacher. I don't know what that means, but he said that being here in Southport would help him. Right. Become more like his teacher. Mm -hmm. Does he mean like an elf? Maybe. Uh, he didn't specify, he didn't say, but I know that was his goal. Hmm. I hope he finds peace in his death. He will. I'll pat him on the shoulder and mm -hmm. walk out of the captain's quarters. Yep. You walk outside and you find Hudoro, uh, Murdoch, and the two pirate boys. <laughs> two pirate boys. Um, so, as I exit, uh, what is it? Hudoro on the right, left? Uh, Hudoro's on the, le on the right. Murdoch's like on the edge of the ship, just watching, so that way he can see everybody at once. Yeah, I'll, I'll approach Hudoro. Evening, young master. Good evening. Um, believe I have some business still in your shop. Sure. Looking for some spells, not just plain paper this time. <laughs> of course, I can certainly help with that. Would be appreciated. Should sure. I stop by tomorrow or? Uh, yes, the morning would be great. Uh, I'd like to get an early start. It is a bit later than I usually go to sleep, but uh, I'll be up by. I, yeah, a little after sunrise, I usually take a morning walk. No rush. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to uh, talking about magic with someone else that doesn't just want paper. <laughs> of course. I'll pat him on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'll uh, nod at Murdoch as I exit the ship, um, mm -hmm. and I'll go down to the docks where his where Maxwell's body is. Okay, sure. Um. I'll just give it a once more, a once over. Um, if anything, I'd actually like to sketch the, uh, the tattoos. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Just like a quick sketch. Mm -hmm. On I know I have some paper, probably on probably somewhere on the map. Just you know, just on the corner. Yeah. Just a little sketch. Uh, what did I tell you those look like? I uh, don't remember. Okay. Uh, you told me that it looked like lightning. I'll, you said? I'll, I'll make a note to double check what that was. I'll have to re-listen because I don't remember. Lightning makes sense, uh, but I'll have to double check. Yeah. And um, the other thing uh, that I would look, um, I would I would want to take his, uh, oh my god, what is it called? Sword? No, Blade. I already have the sword, the sheath. Oh, sure, yeah. For, for the rapier. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. So absolutely. I want to take that. Cool. And I'll, I'll just put it around my sash and then properly sheath the rapier. 
Okay, very good. Um, oh shit. After I after I fix that to myself, I'll kind of like I'll literally just do that. I'll say oh shit and sigh. I'll turn back uh, and yell up to Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. I'm not sure if you'd know this, but um, you know the person that builds these ships here. Uh, I know Fjordan purchases them from gnomes, uh, artificers, and build most of the ships for Adorus. Where are those gnomes located? Uh, out across the Mistlands, uh, but, uh, gnomes and halflings anyway, uh. There's none here? No, everybody purchases them from, uh, from them, but, uh. Dudley's a artificer, isn't he? He might know. Check with him. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Wave. Good evening. And uh, I will. I'll head back to the inn. Okay. Uh, as you're walking back, a one of Sheila's men runs up to you and, oh, Master Ren. Oh, I wasn't sure where you're going. Um, and he pulls out a sack. Uh, your share of the gold. Uh, Sheila wanted to make sure I got it for you uh, before the evening. I'll take it. Thank you. You're you're welcome. Take it easy. Don't no more running. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> is he looking like full armor? Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is uh. You didn't need to. She knows where I was staying. Yeah, uh, I just, I just do what I'm told, you know. <laughs> just, just take it easy. I'll kind of like pat him on the back. Don't think about puking. Definitely don't. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go get some water, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh-huh. Take uh, it easy. Yeah. Uh, it's 400 gold. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. That's a lot of, uh... it's a lot of blood money, Don. <laughs> We're in a gambling hall. Where's my 1K? <laughs> 1K cut. Um, duh, I'll head back to the end. <laughs> Very good. Uh, can you send in Marcus and Dandelion? Uh, they're at the end, so I'm going to have them roleplay for a minute and then have... Uh, then switch with the other three that are doing something and then they'll be heading back to the inn and then we'll bring everybody back together uh, and then split again for the individual shopping trips. Alright. You said um, Marcus and Dana. Yes, please. I'm going to use this super convenient door. <laughs> Hudoro. This is a lot more convenient. <laughs> yeah, I wish the cats wouldn't, you know, be cats. Invade. Yeah. At all times. Yep. I mean, we really just need to get, like, a secure... I know, I just don't know the best way to do it. I can't use, like, a little... We do, like, magnets. Mm-hmm. 
magnets might work. I've mm-hmm. definitely brought that you up. You probably before. have. But Midna's so strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll fucking get it open. Mm-hmm. There's no amount of magnetism that will stop. I mean then her. the cats get in here. Like it's not No, a- there's so many there's so many things for them to eat. And break. And break. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just shatter my dreams. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. So you guys uh make your way back uh through the city mm-hmm. on abated uh to the Topaz flask. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up. Southport, so I can remember the name of the tavern owner because I don't. Mm. Marcus, why are the stones purple? Yeah, Thaldic Oakstone. At the top of the building? Yeah. I guess I'll look up. (laughs) Did you change them purple? Did you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember it being purple earlier. I thought they were. Maybe they were. It's strange that it's called the Topaz Flask, then. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm sure it's just another one of those curious things that happens sometimes in the world. You know? A lot of... Like the holes in the ocean. Yeah, there are a lot of mysteries that we have not yet solved. Like the purple topazes and the ocean holes. But I'm sure that we'll get to the bottom of them. Someday. I don't want to get to the bottom of the holes in the ocean. I'd rather stay out of those. All right, we'll just stay above the hole and look down into it. This way we can see the hole. Understand the hole. Do we not want to understand the hole? Some things are just mysteries. That's fine. A mysterious hole. You guys are standing outside. Oh no, we would be having this conversation as we walk in. Okay. I'll just hold the door aloft yeah. as a mysterious hole yeah. brings up. <laughs> yeah, no, a drunk man walks out. No one understands holes. Quite right, sir. <laughs> just going to clap him on the back. Good evening to you. Uh, you too, Stumbles sir. Stumbles out into the night. I hope someday you understand holes better. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what did you say his name like? is? Uh, Thaldeck Oakstone. Oh, that's right. The old Thaldeck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you walk in and you see the dwarven figure of Thaldek, uh behind the mm-hmm. tavern helping the few very drunk patrons that are here at this past midnight hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see his, his eyes are a little red uh, due to it being late. Uh, yeah. uh, evening, friends. Uh, we'll be quick. Do you have anything uh, left from the meals earlier, by chance? We're uh, quite hungry. Of course. Uh, take your time. I'm frequently uh, up to probably five or six so this is uh Understood. still early yet so uh, take as much time as you need please very good uh dandelion what would you like to eat bread no Any- peppers anything with the bread soup uh, we have soup yeah sure yes. uh, no peppers okay uh, we have a vegetable stew and a fish stew which would you prefer vegetable i'll right. also have the vegetable Thank sure. you. All right. Uh, there's a large table. I assume some of your friends will be joining you. Very good. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, of that course. Uh, oh, uh, drinks. What would you like, Dandelion? Tea. Sure. Uh, uh, yes, I'll also have tea. Thank you. Sure. Uh, herbal or floral? Herbal. Floral. All right. Sure. Just mm-hmm. be a moment. Thank you. Walks yeah. out of the kitchen, and you guys go ahead and take your seat. Mm-hmm. Feel free to talk about whatever you'd like mm-hmm. during that time frame. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, while we're sitting, uh, I would just uh, kind of pull your chair out for you like usual, because it's a, it's a table with chairs. It's not like a big booth or anything. <laughs> uh, so there is a booth along the one side, okay. uh, and then there's chairs along the other side. So yeah. yeah, I guess I'll just gesture at the table. Chair side or booth side, Dandelion? I want to the booth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just... Are you sitting or are you like crouching? Crouching, for okay. sure. Yeah. I figured, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm just very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, as I'm just, you know, taking my seat across from you, I would just say, uh, in the morning I intend to, if Sheila permits, take back Alice Tull and hopefully Elias and if all things go well with his uh, interrogation, also Alistair. But that will mean that you will be here without me in Southport? I'll have the others. Yes. Uh, I can do some shopping. Yes, you can. We have a lot of gold mail. Yes, we do. And we'll, you'll have Shimmer with you. Mm-hmm. Shimmer can help you look and... I have to find the mirror, too. Yes, you do. And I will only be gone a few days. But... You will have the others to rely on. I'm pretty strong, too. Yes, you are. Never forget that. Good. Cool. Yeah, a few minutes go by and Baldick walks out with, uh, you already really should have given him a different name, mm-hmm. uh, with two bowls of uh, stew that is, you know, steaming. It's fairly hot and he mm-hmm. sets it down on the table and slides the bowls towards mm-hmm. you. Uh, please be careful, it's very hot. Uh, and your two teas, herbal and floral. Thank you. Of course. Uh, anything else uh, you need? Uh... Is there bread involved? Yeah, sorry. There's a, 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 a nice crusty loaf of uh, of bread that looks to be not freshly baked, but like freshly warmed. Mm. I want that. Same. No, I think we're all right, Valdek. Thank you. All right. If you need anything else, uh, I'll be right over there tending to my uh, children. Yes. Thank you. Of course. Uh, evening. Mm-hmm. Steps back behind the bar. Does he mm. have children? No. He points at the. He gestures to the, the drunk, pa- the very <laughs> drunk pa- uh, patrons. Mm-hmm. Marcus, are those his children? No. I think he was being sarcastic and making a joke. Pretty funny joke. Yes, it is. I don't think they're children. No, they're grown people. Mm -hmm. But sometimes uh, when you know someone very well or you feel very close to them, it is just a thing that you do with making jokes. That's a thing that we can continue learning. And someday I will look forward to you being sarcastic. I could probably do that. No. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Maybe not. It'll be fine. (laughs) It takes time. But we've got a lot of time. I hope. Not too much time. I gotta, I gotta find the mirror. Yes, absolutely. And before Satania finds out. Yes. I don't know how long that will be. I pray a while, but I do not know uh, what things Titania has on her agenda and whether or not that mirror is something that she uses with any sense of consistency. Judging by the fact that you've been with me for several days now safely, doesn't seem like it was a, an everyday mirror. 
which is at least beneficial. I think it's a pretty special mirror. Every once in a you know, blue moon. Look out the window. Is the moon blue? No. Is it a Pac-Man? Lake Mount. I was going to say Southport. I was like, we're in Southport. It's a little more than a day. So, three days there and back, and I intend to spend at least some time uh, ensuring that my people are safe. I have to get their uh, shelter situation under wraps and figure out whether or not uh, our good friend Felix is capable of providing them, well, with at least some kind of opportunity for homes to be built inside of the town. I do not know how they uh, manage the purchase of land, but at best, uh, well at worst, they still have Joseph, who will permit them shelter at least for some time, but there are many of them, and I do not want him to have to secede his entire ta uh, tavern <laughs> to sheltering my people for very long. He is a good man. Will they need money? Uh, yes, I intended to give them what I have. I'll give you half of my gold. It'll be all right, Dandelion. The people there can work and can care for themselves. It is also something that I know that you are looking for the mirror, and there might be something that you need to purchase to be able to help you find the mirror. Mm. But I do appreciate the offer. And I will pay you back the gold that you have already given to me someday. However, the gold that I have just earned, I do need to use to make sure that my people have roofs over their heads. Do they know how to build houses? My people? Yes. That's convenient. Yes, we were a proud people, very independent and kept to ourselves and did all of the things that we needed to do of our own accord in our own ways. And that is something that I want to make sure that my people are able to keep safe inside of Lake Mount. So, they will have, ideally, some young enough to be able to still gather wood from... Oh, well, it's Plimfair Bog now, not Plimfair Forest. Hopefully there will be some trees in there that are suitable. I imagine since Felix is a carpenter, there must be an area. They'll be able to help him gather wood. There were a lot of trees in the bog. Mm-hmm. I don't think the bog needed all of those. No, we can definitely borrow some trees. Mm-hmm. Might want to ask it, though. Yes, I will definitely make sure that we check in with the tree before we cut it down. Mm -hmm. I also was wondering if there is anything that you would want me to ask our old friend from inside of the cave, Heruil. You touched the tree that she guarded. And when we left, we were in a bit of a haste. And I do not know if there is a message that you are curious if she would be able to send. But if you're able to speak with Oberon whenever you need, as long as you find... You have to find natural water. Yes. Like a pond or a lake. Yes. Not the ocean. But 
I also do not know if there's anything you would like for me to ask her about the tree, or about her nature, or your own. She may know additional things. I don't know much about my own nature. That is fair. That is very fair. I will see if I can think of anything myself then on the road. I don't know if she would know much about me. I do not know. Oberon found me. Yes. Oberon found you. Mm-hmm. That's but... all I know. Alright. Now oh. I need to find the mirror. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And we will find the mirror together. start eating my soup very good uh so at this point rain is going to walk in um but i'm gonna have you guys switch with the other three mm-hmm. and then they'll switch and bring three of you back in and then they'll join you mm-hmm. uh, we'll split again mm-hmm. just bounce back and forth mm-hmm. goodbye goodbye cool so you want the other <laughs> non-paul three yes please very good Everybody but Paul. Welcome to the Grimdar Mid-Show Podcast. Stealing this bit from Paul. Welcome back. One of the things that I forgot to mention regarding the translation is it's a it's sort of a like triple blind where those symbols translate to shorthand that you understand that translates literally to that for the yep. most part. It's not written like that. It's an approximation of what Correct. it says. Correct, yes. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, You're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you guys finish covering up these two bodies with clown makeup and cloaks uh, and successfully lift them up the stairs out of the gambling halls and through the streets. Uh, it's about one o'clock in the morning. There's not too much uh, going on aside from the like very late nightlife of very drunk people that really pay you no mind as you're moving through the city streets. Uh, you make your way down to the docks and along behind the uh, dock buildings over to the uh, to the cooking ward of the city, uh, and you find a clear area off to the side by the wall um, that is kind of like right along the edge out to where the sea is. Uh, there's a large open area with just kind of grass uh, and stone, um, and you can see that there are people further off cooking things and laughing. Uh, they appear to be extremely drunk. Uh, nobody's paid you any mind as you've made your way here. Very good. Um, yeah, I would just try and find a spot that is out of the way enough that uh, people would not necessarily make a fuss about Sure. Three people just starting a little fire. Yeah, you can see that there are groupings of people scattered around this open area. 
that another grouping of three people doing that would not draw anyone's eye. Very good. Just essentially blending in with the other people cooking and, and sitting around the fire drinking. Right on. Somewhere around here. Help wheel them over. Yep. And get these bodies somewhere where they won't. The flames won't spread. Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll say that you find an, an area of uh, of stone that's kind of like a uh, an open square area for people to put like chairs and things uh, to sure. sit, separate from like the grass and and not near any of the buildings. Maybe like a fire pit of sorts. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe, based on the words in this note, that it would be best to dispose of Will's body in the same way. For certain. Yep. Would nod. Slide him down. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Look through my equipment. Yes. Um. Equip- I've got a tinderbox. That's good. I'll pull out a tinderbox. I, I do as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, it's Mr. Fine. Mr. Vision, from, from your sleeves. Yep. Okay, yeah, you... Whoop. Just from out of the sleeves. Yeah, and I yep, get to... Mm-hmm. Doing what you do with the tinderbox. I think mm-hmm. it looks like that. Yep. You do that. Toy, are you doing anything in particular, or are you just kind of eyeballing the other two? I have a question. Sure. Shay, I... What is he? Like, until... When I left the island, like, I have never seen anything. One like this? Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, an elusive people. These. Uh, I'm afraid that I do not know the precise terminology, but... I heard you calling him a, a creature. This one, for sure. So uh, he's not like a person. Uh, he was once, I believe. Uh, an unfortunate bit of business. These, these particular people sell their own young for this purpose. To be molded into instruments of death and infiltration. This one seemed particularly broken. I believe it had something to do with the the Black Flower family that he mentioned. I think it would be best if I found some time to speak to Murdoch. He indicated that he knew this family. Light him up. Yes, please, Mr. Virgin. <laughs> Tender rocks. Yeah, you guys ignite the bodies and they both go up in flames and tie a balloon to his hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which one? Um, not the. Not the creature. So Will. Will. Yeah, you tie a balloon to Will's hand as it just raises up and floats as his lifeless body lies on the ground and burns. Uh, and 
And yeah, the flames slowly crawl up his arm towards this balloon as time goes on and you guys sit in the darkness and light of the moon. Sure that, uh, nobody is approaching. Yeah, you see a few people in the distance, like, stumbling back towards the city proper, but nobody is paying you any mind. Very good. As I was saying to Sheila, it would be best not to... I don't know that you'll have a problem, but I think it would be best that we not speak of this. You do a little Uh, lot. Certainly not in mixed company. Agreed, Uh, yeah. Very dangerous bit of business. The missive that was on his person. Uh, I believe that he would have disposed of both men had he been given the chance. And possibly slipped away under the guise of one of them. I think perhaps that has something to do with why he had that mask. What will you do now that we've taken care of our business in the city? Are you still traveling with us to Goldview? Greymore. Greymore. Yeah. Probably stick with Mr. Pigeon. See what he's doing. I would nod. Very good. I don't suppose you know where is next for your guardianship no I feel like I'm due for a little break that's all I've been thinking about so I'd like to focus on myself for a small bit of time yes perhaps perhaps we will have some downtime here in Southport I think Marcus intends to return to Lake Matt briefly my I do not wish to return just yet. Yeah, I would would shrug along with that. Yes, I think I will make the time for Murdoch tomorrow. Ensure that Sheila has whatever she needs to stave off this threat. I think she would be interested in the contents of this letter. It implied that she would be a valid target for impersonating. It came to that. I am concerned for Alistair. I do not know that they will let him go easily. We'll have to let Marcus know. I'm just going to stare off into space as these bodies burn. Sure. Anything else from you two? I start to light it, kneel down, and wait for it to burn. I assume that takes a while. Uh, Yeah, it it (laughs) certainly takes a bit of time. Um, But, yeah, make sure it doesn't, like, go out. Yeah. (laughs) Keep keep party alive. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, but for simplicity's sake, we'll say that you are successful uh, in the disposal of these two bodies, aside from the fact that there are bones. Which I, I ask, would gather. Yeah. I will ask 
twig, are you attempting to take any of the bones? I would... Are there teeth? Yeah. I'd like to take the teeth. Sure. Uh, I will say that they've, like, kind of popcorned a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Ooh. Are you taking all of the teeth? All of them. As okay. many as I can grab in my little We need to know bones. how many teeth there are. How many? Let's find out. Make sure, you, make sure you factor wisdom teeth. And if they've lost any. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'll say that collectively there would be 64 teeth. Uh, you get about 30. Uh, you get about, sorry, not only 30, Jesus Christ. Uh, you get about 60 teeth. 60 popcorned human teeth. Cool. Cool. Neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would. Um, I would gather these bones with the intent of uh, disposing of them further. Sure, absolutely. I guess since this would be something that would probably take time uh, throughout the watching while we're doing while they're burning, I would uh, I'll take a knee and do my do a little night prayer. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, I think of how to how I would mime. I would, at the mention of the letter and like other people impersonating. I guess I would like point at it and do like a try mime at you. Like, conceal. You. What are we? Alligators. Two men walk into a bar. <laughs> Someone got eaten by alligators. <laughs> I'd start like looking through my things, and then I'd grab your bag and look through your bag. Do you have? Do you have? No, he has Mr. Pigeon, this is a strange time for jokes. Just a bunch of, just a bunch of bones in here. It's not what I need. Um, I guess like I, I would grab rope and like stretch it out like near my feet and like. Mime tripping over it. Why are we tripping someone? <laughs> I shrug. <laughs> Who are we tripping? I guess I, I would point at us, I guess, then. And point back at the letter and gesture again. Is someone Do I have coming for you? A, a pitfall? I'd point and... Are we in danger? Yeah, yep, that point. We, you... <laughs> I yep, don't know circle. that either of you would be in danger, no? And then I would point at the note again. Um, I guess I wouldn't be able to tell where, like, the names would be. But I guess I'd just, like, point at the note when you're saying the danger. Alistair, who is the only one that I think I would be still worried about in regards to this? And any that speak too loudly of the things we have discussed. Obviously, if no one around understands, then perhaps nothing would come of it, but if their own people heard, it could be tragic. Fortunately, I think the only others are those amongst us, and I do not imagine that that Ren or Marcus or Dandelion understand fully 
I don't think they know enough to get themselves into trouble. Sure, I would not alone. And I think that Sheila is wise enough to refrain from speaking about this. Just need to dispose of these bones. I don't suppose either of you... Uh, are you hiding a mortar and pestle in those? <laughs> uh, I'd go... Go looking. Um, <laughs> pull out a mace. But, um, yeah, right back in. Not some sort of animal. I have a hammer. <laughs> That's closer. I don't suppose any of your circus mates would be... I have a blanket, throw the bones in. Makes <laughs> 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 all options, yes, but I think... Yeah, blanket uh, and a mace. Something more... <laughs> Precise. <laughs> yes. Nope, put it back. If you could direct me to someone with a mortar and pestle, that would be greatly appreciated. I would tell you that perhaps the candle maker might come to mind, I would guess, is the one person that Back at the, at the circus? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the only person. So the two it's of the you dragonborn, would, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the two of you would, would think of that as far as people that you're aware of that would probably have it. You don't suppose he would be awake at this hour? But I think, I don't know, do they party hard at night? Uh, I mean, yeah, they're fun, <laughs> but they definitely absolutely do. Just go see a carny party? <laughs> Ever so briefly. Sure. We probably should not grind these there. I can sure. Not along. Take care of it this evening. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, we, we would know where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you, yeah. you would know the, no, uh, the fairgrounds. Where all the best carny parties are. Yeah. You guys are heading there? Sure. Cool. All right, yeah, so you guys uh, make your way through the city with a bag full of bones uh, over to the fairgrounds uh, where you can see the carnival has been set up. Um, you can see that in the center of, like, their tents in the back corner where they usually are located... Uh, you can see that there is a fire going, and you can see everybody, uh, with the exception of Elena, sitting outside uh, around this fire and drinking, as I would say was fairly common for the group of you. I'd uh, give a wave as we walk by. Keep an eye out for Cucumber. Mm, yes. see, what he's, see what he's getting up to. See if he can't sell me anything. Yep, let me uh, pull up the old fair NPCs. Uh, yeah, uh, so you can see that Cucumber is sitting off on a, um, on a, uh, on like a tree stump sort of that looks like it's been cleaned off and has a, uh, like a bit of silk draped over it with a little pillow on top. And, uh, he's sitting just slowly counting his coins and looking at items on the ground that he's collected. He, you guys walk over and he just like waves excitedly and chirps at you, tips his little hat. Hello, Cucumber. Appreciated the the disc. It was very good. He reaches down into his bag and pulls out another disc. Does it do the same thing? Gladly. You make that exchange. Yep, yeah, he hands you another disc. Yes. <laughs> feed that one to Ren. <laughs> he takes the coin and just like flips it in his hand and, and checks it a bunch and like bites at it and then slips it into his little pocket, tips his hat. You are a saint. Truly. 
walk up to give him a pet. A little ruffle. Yeah, he removes his hat. Yeah, give him a little ruffle. Hand him five gold. Yeah, I was gonna say he holds his hat out uh-huh. for you to do five that. Five gold. <laughs> yeah, he takes it, counts all of it, puts it in his pocket, tips his hat, puts it back on. He chitters excitedly as you do that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just well, say hi. I don't suppose you, cucumber, happen to have a mortar and pestle amongst your collected treasures. He like looks for a minute and reaches through his bag, pulls out like a really large stick and a bowl. Not quite. Pulls out a hammer. They've suggested that. It's all right. Next time. Good. I'd like to give him one of my biggest teeth. Just hand it over to him. Yeah, he pulls out a gold and hands it to you. Hand it back. Puts it in his pocket and takes the tooth and just kind of flips it over. Hold my hand out. Just wait. He goes digging through his bag. Pulls out a little wooden figurine of a frog. He pulls off his hat so you can pat his head again. He takes the tooth and like pokes a little string through one of the holes and just puts it around his neck and then puts the hat on. Uh, yeah, I mean, after that I guess we would know they probably use a similar layout most of the time when mm-hmm. they can, yeah. so Yeah, they're um, all sitting out around the fire. Give a give a wave, but but try to make our way toward uh I tar- is it Tarek? Tarak? Uh Tarak, yeah. Tarek. You can see that he is like he's sitting off himself, uh by himself. Um he doesn't sleep in like a full tent. It's kind of just like a uh, like a rope draped between two things with like um, some uh, like bits of cloth tied between it to make like a much larger area that isn't a hundred percent sealed. Like there's gaps between the um, uh, between this like large tent. It's kind of like a you know what I'm I'm, I'm trying to. You get said a rope tied between two things. I just imagine him hanging upside down from the <laughs> rope by his way. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not sure that I do know. Sure. What you're about. <laughs> um, so so kind of just like if you took a bunch of yeah, like um, a like a like ramshackle like yeah 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 yeah. Uh, not a tent, but like yeah, a, it's like a, it's much bigger than a tent. It has just a bunch of blankets taped yeah, together. Blanket so, fort. Yeah, blanket fort, <laughs> open air. Um, that has the ability to put stuff over it if it's like raining or something. But just so he has like his own area, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see um, like small bits of smoke just mm-hmm. floating up into the air in different shapes. I'd lead, lead the way on over. Yep. Very good. Give him a give him a curtsy when he sees us. Evening, friends. Good evening. It's How right. are you? I'm well. Uh, Good to see all of you again. Your friends uh, seem to think that perhaps you might have a, a mortar and pestle that I could borrow. Mm, several. Mind the motion. Yes, I seem to have left mine back at the shop. Of course, yes, I have several. I'd be glad to let you borrow one. Yes, I, if you could part with one, I could... Compensate you. Mm, no need. Uh, sure, just a moment. He stands and sets his pipe down on uh, on like a little um, wooden like pedestal that he has sitting on top of a rock, uh, and you can see just like the smoke slowly, lazily drifting up into the air. And he slowly walks over to his belongings and slowly flips open a chest and goes through his things and 
pulls out a, a stone mortar and pestle and closes it, walks back over to you very slowly. Here you are. Very good, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and he sits back down on the tree stump and picks his pipe up again. It's much better than a hammer and a blanket. For pretty for much anything. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I shrug. <laughs> Won't get much of a grind on herbs with a blanket and a hammer. No. No, you certainly won't. Mm, you'll rip the herbs and all the scent will come out. Probably damage the blanket. Yes. That won't do. No. Very precise process. I appreciate your help. Of course. Yes. Well, I have some herb grinding to do. <laughs> if you uh, would excuse us. Of course, sir. Thank you very much. Wonderful evening to you all. I you as well. Get some sleep. You sound very tired. I'm just old. I'm slow. Also tired. Yes, it's late, but I do enjoy the night sky. Very good. He just... And just blows a puff of a... Like a... a vaguely twig-shaped cat uh, puff of smoke that just floats lazily up into the air. All right, well, we should return to our rooms. Yep, give him a give him another bow. Very good. Perhaps uh, after we've returned, if you would not mind meeting with me as I do some of this grinding, I could learn some of your makeup techniques. I would say we could talk, but. Perhaps I could just talk at you. Do <laughs> a shrug. Very yeah. good. Very good. Anything else before you guys head back? All right. If you could switch and send the other three in, please. All of them. Mm -hmm. Collusion. Collusion. time. Someday we'll win. Glad you're splitting the sides. This is going to be great when we kill each other. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God it'll happen when I'm not in town. We'll <laughs> be in a new campaign. <laughs> the Marcus campaign. The Marcus campaign. <laughs> Marcus Milford. <laughs> At your service, right? man. I offer a new service. <laughs> Just dog the bounty hunter. But He's Marcus. actually just a roaming male prostitute. Right? <laughs> I'm righteous. <laughs> just flips the sunglasses down. A righteous obviously. man. <laughs> In a milf sense. <laughs> Within 60 feet, sir. <laughs> Not behind total cover. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to have to change my feature stuff. <laughs> this conquest will be fulfilled. <laughs> no, it's Oath of Conquest still. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Uh. Oh my god, Don, I can lay on hands and just cure STDs. Can you do that? It doesn't specifically say STDs, but it says cure disease. I wasn't sure what diseases are diseases. Don't worry, I'm a holy man. I've got the power of God and anime. Uh, yeah, so as you guys are sitting eating, uh, uh -huh. a few minutes after you start eating, uh, 
Ren walks through the doors and you see your two friends sitting at a large table uh, with a booth on one side and chairs on the other mm-hmm. uh, in the corner of the tavern. And you see the tavern keeper behind the bar just tending to a couple of like extraordinarily drunk patrons. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Acting worse than the drunk patrons. Oh. <laughs> I'll walk over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dandelion, are you still uh, sitting how you were sitting before? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dandelion is crouched like a goblin on the <laughs> on the booth side. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, eating I'm eating some soup with bread. Is that comfortable? Actually, no. But <laughs> Dandelion's fine. <Okay. laughs> Not I was all. genuinely asking <laughs> Dandelion. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Sitting like that? Yeah. Okay. The seat is big. There are a lot of things I just accept. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'll just sit like a... part of the job. <laughs> like a regular person, <laughs> like the table will come up to here. <laughs> I'm just gonna... Okay, I, I, I see the issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... You can get a booster seat in a tavern. <laughs> I have to have something made, I guess, for her. You just cut a stool in half and then True. put it on the chair. True. That would be pretty convenient. I'll have to have uh, Felix make one when I'm back in. Like now. <laughs> God, why did you put the name in Felix? Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as you guys are sitting, uh, Faldeck walks over. Uh, uh, Master Rin, uh Food, drink, uh, can I get you anything? Uh, just a just a drink to sure, go. Sure. What would you like? Your choice. Strong. Understood. Uh, yeah. Just a moment. He walks back over and comes back a few minutes later with a very tall, uh, like mug frosted with uh, like a, a brownish deep liquid in it. Yeah. I'll take it. Thank you. I'll take a big drink. And then reach in my bag and pull out the, uh, I can't even say it because the name's so ridiculous. Beard Beard, smoke. uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Smoke Beard's Beard Smoker. All right, so I'm going to inhale and blow it. What the hell's his name? Fall Dick. Fall Dick. Got it. Yeah, bad name. (laughs) I'm going to blow it at him and give him a beard, even if he already has one. His sure. beard will have a beard. Yeah, so you ha- he has his beard, and then under that is another beard made of smoke. Oh, alright. Do you know fun. Do you know where I can get anything for this? Uh, what do you What do you mean? You know, little uh, little green. Oh, uh, pipe yeah. weeds. Uh, I think he's talking of pipe weeds. Sure. Uh, do you have druids? Uh, we do. Uh, but but uh, smoke beard does sell. Some, uh, none of you, you don't work with, uh, the, well, I guess you do. Uh, then it's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, Smokebeard will have some. Uh, tell He's him, the hookup. Yeah, tell, tell him I sent you. You guys aren't cops. Well, you are cops, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, Technically, we're not. Right? Yeah, uh, Just temporary cops. Yeah. You're not cops, but you know the cops, so uh-huh. that's, uh, yeah. I won't um, tell. Sure. Uh, yeah, tell him I sent you, uh. He'll hook you up with whatever you need. Thank you, I appreciate it. Of course. Just staring at me. 
Yeah, he's just drinking, stro- great. stroking his uh, <laughs> smoky beard. <laughs> Anything else for anyone? Uh, this thing's fun. Isn't uh, it? Yeah, I gotta get one of those. I guess uh, it'd probably be best to order for our friends in advance, just in case this way they can have a hot meal for when they get here. Sure. Uh, I'm imagining probably... Uh, Fish, milk, uh, tea. Double the milk for the clown. and tea, probably fish and tea. All right, sure. Yes, thank yep. you. And uh, just fish, right? And, uh, tea and ale, I th- probably. Does she like milk? She likes milk. Fish and milk. Sure. Thank you. Fish and milk. Uh, Double the milk for the clown. Yes. Milk, ale, and uh, fish, and then vegetables and tea. Yes. Got it. Thank you. Sure. I'll be back in a few moments. Of course. He walks off back to the kitchen. Yep. You see one of the drunkards begin to fall over, and he just pushes him back to the town. <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about it. Time for you to go home. Come on. <laughs> just <over> throws. <laughs> just walks him <laughs> out. And just, he just eats him out into the street very softly. Does he appear uh, behind him, like <laughs> in The Simpsons? That's a misty step. Almost fell there. <laughs> Party. How the hell did he... Uh, and the guy just like tumbles out onto the road and stands up. Good evening. <laughs> and just starts like slowly stumbling down the road, mm-hmm. and he just closes the doors like a, a slight breeze comes in. One of my best patrons, if you believe that. Uh, seems fitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Anyway, uh, food in a moment. Yes. Walks off. Mm-hmm. Take another big drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus. Yes. We need to talk about what happened. Yes, I heard that Sheila executed him. Yes. Yes. What of it? Does it sit well with you? I mean, death never does, sadly. Uh, I know only of the customs of which I have been raised, and of my father's mind and though I can see how it would be strange to have justice administered in a very cruel and harsh way especially to a man in chains uh, I do not know sadly the teachings of Tyr would have him put to trial, but we had witnessed him murder. We saw him kill Will, and had the intentions of killing Alistair and killing each of us. He nearly killed Twig. He nearly killed Dandelion. It does not seem wholly or in totality right. No. But I think that that was a man that was deemed guilty by Sheila, by the words of what I've heard Shay said. He was dangerous, too. Yes. I think he could have been executed in a more formal manner, but I think that execution was the only fitting punishment for a man of his intention. However, this is Sheila's city, and she has been doing this for many years, and as a person that I believe is scarred by all the loss of men Not just today, but over the years. I think that that is a heavy weight on someone's mind and on their soul. 
And if it seems wrong to you to have executed the man that way, I think that that is a fine position for you to hold. But I do think that that man deserved to die. For the life of Will, for the life he wanted to take in Alistair, and I believe he probably would have also killed the Tull girl. And any of us. He seemed heartless and... Strangely empty of any sense of humanity. I do not know if it is... If it is a mercy to put someone like that to rest. As harsh as it may seem. Death will never sit well with me, though. I do not. I do not want it to. <laughs> Let's let out a long sigh. Mm -hmm. Down the drink. Mm -hmm. I kind of slam it on the table a little bit, even though I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, kind of like the weight of my hand. Sure. Mm -hmm. Isn't just about death. Mm -hmm. It's about the way in which we die can call it justice I don't see it that way I understand I do agree that it matters the way in which we die how would you have done it how would I have done it yes I don't bear that type of responsibility I don't know. Hmm. I think that that is a question that we should all then consider. Do we actually bear the responsibility? We have fought together and killed together. Murdoch's men, the men in the cave. The ones that have surrendered to me, I have tried to make sure that they have been granted an opportunity to atone. And I believe that that is just. It is. I do not think that man would ever have wanted to atone. And I do not know if that makes it just. But I fear what would have happened if we put that man in just a jail cell. You saw the way he moved in that fight. I do not know if he could have done that to get out and killed again. It is a decision that will always weigh heavily. And even if it is not... Even if it is not a perfect decision, in life you must make decisions that sometimes feel as though they are what need to be done. And I do not like it. <laughs> Not one bit. And I... I do not want any of us to like it. I don't want it to feel... okay... just because it needs to be done. I think that that would make us callous and heartless, like that man was. I think it should hurt to do it. And I could tell that Sheila was hurt by it as well. But I think as a keeper of peace in this city, sometimes you must do things that put your own 
sense of who you are at risk. In the same way we risk our lives to do what we've done. But I would... I would love to better understand justice. If we can. Very interesting perspective on it. Well, I grew up watching my father try to persuade bandits away from my people for years. Many times it worked, and many times he must... He had to make concessions of grain, of timber. And he always did whatever he could to keep people safe. And there were many days when bandits arrived, and they were, well, were not willing to barter. They simply made demands. And my father, unwillingly, protected my people, in the same way that I think Sheila was considering it a protection of hers. Some men are, I guess, already dead. And that feels cruel. And it... It was something my mother never wanted me to witness. But my father told me it was important to... To understand that... When someone makes a decision that risks their life... They have now... Accepted the responsibility... Of the chance of losing it. And I do not know if that man was even living. <laughs> I don't know what that man was. I've seen bandits fight with cruelty and malice, but with a purpose to provide out of some sense of self-preservation. That man seemed to kill because he wanted to. And I think that that scares me more. I see. Do excuse me. I understand. Very tired. Yes. No. Leave the table and go go to my room. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, are you going to? I'll I'll message you. Okay. Can you send the other three in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> How's the soup dandelion? It's good. No peppers in it. Good. Plenty of mushrooms. Very good. I'll just pull out one of the mushrooms from my bag and look at it. Put it back in my bag. Probably not best for the soup. Not the soup. Mm hmm. You guys sit for probably about another 15, 20 minutes. Sure. Uh, you guys walk into the tavern. It's now probably about 2 30 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see one patron remaining, mm -hmm. very drunk, sitting at the tavern, uh, at the bar rather. Uh, and you see your friends sitting over at a large, long table uh, with a bench on one side and uh, chairs on the other. 
dandelion. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Thaldic is preparing food and drinks. That's good. I'll look over at him. Should probably eat. Thank you. He, two minutes later, walks out with fish and milk and ale. Two glasses of milk <laughs> and ale and fish and vegetables. Uh, and the usual. Vegetable stew, <laughs> uh, tea, and a stiff drink. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course. Uh, tried to do our best to order what we thought you guys would enjoy. I hope you told them the usual. Yes, I did. That is good. Yes. As it should be. Yes. As it should mm. be. Need anything else? Please let me know. Will do. Steps off. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess you guys should eat. Yes, and I have a little bit more disposal to take care of before turning in for the evening. All right. You are going to return to Lake Mount? Uh, yes, with Alice in the morning, and ideally Elias, and if by some stretch it is within sight of Sheila's mercy, Alistair as well. Try to reunite two families and try to take Alice to Val and teach him better ways to live. Very good. Um, do you think that Alistair will be safe and like Mount? I think so. We could make him a clown. I don't know that he will want to be a clown forever. Or just be nodding. <laughs> more of a profession than mm-hmm. a disguise, I think. No, I think that he'll be alright. There's a... Nolan is there, and... Well... I don't know how many people know that he's alive and has escaped. I'm simply concerned that those that know that he is alive are not keen to see him stay that way outside of their employ. Certainly. Found a a missive on the assassin. Not that it will do you much good in this code, but yes, his directive was to dispose of both men should they try to leave. Makes sense. And I don't know that. If they have reach as far as the assassin implied, that they will not be able to discover that he is still alive when he returns home. Yes, it is possible there is somebody inside of Lake Mount who could inform them. They knew that he was there and found him. Uh... If he is able to go with you, you should speak to him on the matter. I do not know where is safe, though. Perhaps he can think of somewhere. He has been doing this for a while. Yes, that could be some kind of hiding place, but... Could we make it seem like he died? Again? I mean... It is something that I still... Well... He's done it once. Certainly. Will did. Maybe Alistair could follow in his footsteps? That was how he got out of Lake Mount, yes? Alistair with the stream, yes. I don't think that his family would be 
keen on the ruse. No, and I think Alistair simply deserves the chance to live in peace. And I think the lake, people of Lake Mount will keep him safe. Very well. What will you do with your time in Southport? I have to look for the mirror. Yes. Mm-hmm. More secret compartments. Did the missive say who it was from? Not directly, no. Alright. I can write up a translation for you, if you'd like. Thank you. Very good. What language is it in? Uh, it's not uh, so much a language as a code. Mm. Like a secret compartment, but in written form. Mm. I'm gonna start eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess uh, once they're done talking, I would uh, remove that portrait from my sleeve of Elias and slide it across to Marcus. <laughs> Yeah. Slide it across. Uh, Will's room? Understood. Uh, were the other documents that I found on the assassin coded in the same way? Or were they? Uh, they were. The picture is obviously not, but yeah, the rest of it was coded in the same way. Yeah, nothing on there that pretty much you don't already know mm-hmm. generally. Uh, Ren stopped by. He seems very perturbed by the death and thinks it was not just. I am not surprised that he does not understand. He did not stick around for an explanation. Yes, I did my best to explain the perspective and weight of the responsibility of a lawkeeper to him. Uh, he still seems quite bothered. Maybe it's because he doesn't understand the handshake. Perhaps not. <laughs> that certainly has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you think he will come around? I do not know. I hope. I think that he is a good man and does not understand that there is terrible cruelty and wickedness that can lay in the hearts of men. I do not know if he has simply never seen it firsthand, but it is something that I grew up watching. Yes. And something that I think that will weigh heavily on him continually. He has fought willingly in the battles, but He seems particularly bothered by the execution, and I do not know if that is something that he has witnessed firsthand and is scarred by, but I think that we will have to tread softly when it comes to conversations of that matter. Understood. Uh, This fearful black flower. Ooh. He is a dangerous man. Understood. Particularly dangerous man. I 
I'm fairly certain that a Murdoch would know more. I will talk to Murdoch then. Needless to say, he's someone that you should not speak too openly about. Understood. Same with the nature of that assassin. Yes. Yes, of course. Hmm. Would be a shame for the others like him to discover that any word had gotten out? Yes. No, that is something that we can easily avoid. What did they do with him? With the body. Mm. Burnt. Mm. As it should be. Yes. Let me work on this translation. Thank you. Find something to write with and sure. start drafting up this first. Yeah. You're good. Hmm? I'm going to see if I can find desserts while we're in. Sure. You walk over to the bar. Can I get you anything else? Do you have anything sweet? Sure. Uh, cakes and pies? Yes, please. Sure. Just one of each. Sure. Walks into the kitchen, comes back mm-hmm. a few seconds later with a cake, a pie, and several small plates and utensils. I will take them in my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll walk some of this stuff over uh, as well. Walks over and sets down a cake and a pie in front of you and slides it across the table. I would shelter what I'm doing. Yep. Thank you. Excuse me. Walks back over. It's pretty good. Dip a small piece of the cake in one of my two cups of milk. <laughs> <laughs> it is an approximation. Thank you. The code does not translate directly, but the meaning is clear. The other documents mentioned are present. Should you like to see them similarly coded, I'm afraid. afterwards and just buy five of everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just disappointed by all of it. It'd be great. Hmm. See what I mean? Yes. It is strange that they needed both of them. Perhaps just their history. Men that are easy to manipulate. 
possibly. But too close to the source. I imagine that Alistair knows more than he should. Yes. If they want him dead, though. They would find a way. Yes. Yes, they would. Let me think on it this evening. Perhaps he could utilize the nature of this assassin to his advantage if he can publicly behave a little less like himself. I think I could coach him on what to say should someone come looking. Possibly. Hmm. I have to hope that they did not have other eyes nearby. Yes. There were very few people in that room, though. And I do not believe that Sheila is a danger. No, neither do I. And that hogging man, I don't think he'll talk. Neither do I. Man, a few words. He did blink a lot. He did. Maybe a code? Did you write down how many times and the frequency? No. Do you recall how many times and the frequency? Do I recall how many times and the frequency of blinks? Uh, make a history check. It's a flat six. Looks like a bunch of blinks. There's a lot. It would be hard to say. At least four? Well, there's no code that I know of that is only four blinks. I think it was more than four blinks. At least 25 blinks. You have no recollection of whether or not it was that many. It might have been. Think on it some more. <laughs> Steam. <laughs> <laughs> it will come back to you, I'm sure. I don't think it will. I believe in you. Um, I guess I would just like translate pieces of the other documentation. Sure. And just as to demonstrate. Yep. For Marcus. Yeah, the stuff. If you want to tell him. Sure. Yeah, the I, I'll just say it in general. Uh, mm -hmm. The stuff on the other documents was essentially just uh, dossiers of Alistair, Will, Sheila, and some random like shopkeepers and. Uh, um dock workers uh as well as one for the overseer just height weight there's a sketch of them sure some general things that you guys pretty much already know generally about them mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever heard the word dossier yep unfamiliar 
watch more cop shows mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. dangerous tool yes and this one was sharpened beyond the point of saving yes that is why I suggested that Sheila dispose of him yes there will be others I am sure We will have to be on the lookout for them. It will be difficult. Yes. Hmm. What time is the hearing in the morning? I do not know. We'll leave after. Yes. I should gather my things and finish what I started earlier. Mr. Pigeon, whenever you have time. And I would gather my stuff and mm -hmm. uh, I would gather the translations of those documents. Mm -hmm. Sure. And take them with me. Yep. And I would go to my room. Very good. Now I can bounce out of here if you'd like. Cool. Uh, anybody else doing anything else? Uh, or are you... No, I think I'd finish like... eating. Yeah. Where's the Sam, dog? I'd finish up eating. Hmm? Where's okay. the dog? My dog? I, yeah, I the puppy. Sheila. They're not doing anything else, and I'm going to end up with him. Still with I can Sheila. also uh, say whatever your preference Yep. Yeah. Anybody else doing anything else? Or you no, just no, finish? no. I would okay. finish eating and go to bed. Okay. Tired. Mm -hmm. Does anybody want to do anything before they go to sleep? No. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll bounce everybody and send Paul in, and then bounce the two of you back in. Yep. Good night, Octane. Good night, Octane. Good night. <laughs> okay. I'll, when I push the lights, I'll just have you come in. You don't have to just, just, just tiny, tiny, tiny. Okay. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Because <laughs> it's just you, you and me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, so you are. Roll initiative. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah! It's bad. It's real bad. It's a seven. Well, can't be worse than that one, though. Okay, so. all right. Well, I win. So you you, uh, you have advantage on the assassin waiting in your bed. Not in your room, in your bed. Oh, great. Under the sheets. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you walk up the stairs back to your room. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody else in the hall is this late. It's now about, like, 1.30 at this point. Woo. Um, you make your way back into your room. Uh, you have all of your things, and you said you're pulling out the stuff that you found with Maxwell. Yes. Uh, and you're pulling out the coin. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Uh, okay, so remind me of the things you found on Maxwell. You had the, the pendant. Uh, the pendant, the rapier, and I guess the, the sheath. Those are the three things that I Sure, took. cool. Uh, yeah, so the, the pendant, um, I will tell you, looks to be uh, nearly identical in nature to, uh, to yours, uh, in the sense that the material looks to be the same um obviously each of them is a little unique same as the other one that you have from arthur where it looks right. to be same material same construction um but still unique in like the shape of it um it doesn't look to be like a like a fake or anything it looks similar to the ones that that you have uh you know if you like how you can feel like the difference between in real life like something that is made with good plastic and cheap plastic how you have that like weird feeling on it you yeah. don't get anything like that with this this feels it's to genuine be yeah this seems to be genuine the material seems to be the same okay yeah All right. um the rapier uh appears to be of elven construction from what you've come to know from uh from obviously living in the kingdom of alinar um mm -hmm. it does not look to be made from necessarily the exact same metals that your people used um but the construction of the blade seems more or less consistent uh with at the very least um the style of weapon that your people use that some of your warriors uh or warrior trainers would have used uh I would say the older warrior trainers, like some of the older elves that did combat training, would have used this style of rapier more than like semi more modern ones. Um, and um, on either either the the pendant or the rapier, do I see any like initials or a name, anything like that? Um. Yeah, so I'll say on the on the pendant, uh, you do see the initials MT, like lightly carved. Uh, as you're inspecting, it, you can see that there's like a loose part on the leather banding that wraps around the the like center of the little horn thing. Um, there's the, you can see it like it peels back ever so slightly. You can see scratched into this like blue uh, stone the initials uh, MT, which is you know seems to be consistent with at the very least his name um the rapier does not have any, any initials on it uh it looks to be newer in construction in the sense of the metal where it doesn't seem uh you know how older like metals get that kind of like slightly clouded uh thing if they're not like yes. upkept really well yeah. this doesn't look like that uh this looks newer the only thing that looks older is the physical style of the construction but the the metal itself looks new um so if if this were made in your kingdom you would be surprised uh because you hadn't really seen that style right um but it doesn't look like it's like an older weapon or anything other than the style so a, a copy or somebody that knows that weaponry either instructed somebody how to craft it or crafted it, but it's not like an old one. Okay. Um, the sheath is a, uh, like, black leather 
um, with iron bands that wrap around the length of it that kind of like almost snake down it kind of like a cyclone okay uh, a lot like just along the entire thing stretching all the way down to the bottom uh where it starts similar to a cyclone fatter at the top and thinner at the bottom so it just as if you literally took like a like a snake and stretched it out <laughs> which is a terrible visual but um but that's kind of what that looks like uh with the iron banding um and there doesn't seem to be any like markings or anything on it uh just this very smooth banding that wraps around the entire length of it kind of keeping the shape of the leather uh intact gotcha yep um but it's that's also very well kept and does seem newer as far as construction it's it's not um it's not like chipping or flaking or anything on the leather right hmm and uh I know I've already looked at the coin, but mm-hmm. yeah, just so have it out as the, well, kind of like fidgeting with it as I'm looking at these things. Sure. Uh, yeah. So as you fidget with these things, with the coin, as you're looking at these things, um, I'd say that your hand kind of instinctively finds its way along the markings that are scratched into this bent part of the coin, because that's kind of where your finger would just naturally go into these into these dips. Um and the markings, they don't look like they were... It doesn't look like a blade did this. They're very kind of jagged and, and rough. Um, as a hunter, I would say that you would associate this with some sort of claw. Claw-like. Would you talon. Are they kind of like scratches or... Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, so the coin was looks like it was scratched and then bent in half. But it doesn't look to have been done by a blade. It looks more like a claw. Uh, but they, they do look to be fairly large uh, scratches. Um, it's pretty much the entire center surface area of the coin. There's only a little bit of gold in between each of these scratches left and then the outer ring. So it's, it's gotcha. mostly, you know, scratches. It's just like banding scratch and then little bits of gold in between the scratches. So something fairly sizable scraped this coin. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, after after looking at these things for probably a probably like another half hour, yeah. just just kind of thinking to myself, put put everything to the side and get a good climb into bed. Sure. As you climb into bed and you lay down, uh, you see like a small flash of light by the window, and you see a very tiny like shimmery dandelion just peeking in. I'll look over. Wave. It just kind of dances. It doesn't seem to notice that you're there. Uh, I'll say. Is it dandelion would, or is so it? So I image? would say that you would associate this with the other things that she, the other tricks that she has played on you, having this like slightly shimmery spectral outline that she has made a small version of herself instead oh, of like okay. a bat or something this Got time. You. Yeah, it's just a small her. Um, but it doesn't look like the her when she was like a pixie. It's right. just if you literally just squished her down, gotcha. just peeking through the window, just kind of dancing. I'll just, as I get up from bed, 
yawning. I'll just pull those grapes closed. <laughs> um, and as I go back to bed, mm-hmm. I will um, I would have put the amulet from Maxwell on the nightstand. I will take the other amulet out of my bag. Arthur's or your own? Mine is already on me. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's, mine's on me. So sure. Arthur's. Yep. Um, and I'll just. I'll just kind of briefly compare all three, and I just put all of them on. Sure. There's lion bed. Sure. You feel a power wash. <laughs> you, ah! you turn green and get really big. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'm liking yeah. where this is going. Um, it's radiation. Let's go. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> My uh, last name's Banner. <laughs> you're the smart, the smart Hulk, too. <laughs> the smart <laughs> Step muscles. You eat eat a bunch of eggs. (laughs) Listen to your mom. (laughs) Um, No, but as you put those on, I'll say that a a sort of comfort kind of washes over you in the dark. Uh, You hear the kind of like crackling of people making noise in the city far off despite the late hour just you know some some general people shouting in the streets and and like the pop of flames uh from people just you can see from the window you can see that there are people that have like campfires nearby you okay can just hear, like, okay the, the pop as you know imperfections in the wood kind of pops and sparks into the night uh just kind of lightly illuminating amongst the stars as the the moonlight just from the pac-man moon just kind of cascades through the window the window that I closed. The win- Don, no! <laughs> Help! Help! Uh, I get bed sheets. <laughs> uh, so it's it's not a lot of light. I guess if you if you drew the curtains, it's just a little light filtering this through like the square the moon that I've known my whole life. It's definitely normal. <laughs> uh, just like a, a little bit of moonlight filters in. Um, the room otherwise is is very dark. Just that very small bit of brightness. Uh, and the pops of flames from like under the bottom of the curtains from down below. Right. Uh, and you you feel very relaxed and comforted by the presence of these things as they kind of just don't put like a weight on your chest. It's not like you know the fucking one ring where Frodo feels it like dragging him down. Uh. It's just you feel like a a like a weighted blanket. Uh, very nice. The comfort of that as you fall asleep with the symbols of your people around your neck. Yep. Dream Town. Dream Town. Straight to Dream Town. Yep. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. (laughs) Um, If you can send in Mr. Pigeon and Shay, um, and this won't happen this episode, but are you going to go to the interrogation of Alistair and the other people that were arrested, or are you going shopping immediately in the morning? I would go shopping in the morning. Cool. Very good. You said Shay, Mr. Pigeon? Shay, Mr. Pigeon, yep. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh goodness! No smell! Nice try! Shay, Mr. Pigeon, you're on deck. Way to dodge smack. Oh, all good, all good, the guys, really. Yeah, for real. 
All right. So, you make your way up to your room, uh, and I'll say probably about 10, 15 minutes later after you finish eating, uh, you hear a knock at your door. Um, I would have burnt the translations of that stuff. Cool. And then uh, started grinding these bones. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very good. Yeah, you're... Yes, Mr. Pigeon, you walk down the hall, you hear a very slight, like, of something being ground. Uh, when he knocks, uh, you may enter. Sure. I'll open the door. Mm-hmm. And close it behind me quietly. Mm-hmm. You and can... Give a look around and... Lock the door if that would be more comfortable for you. Yeah. Pass the key to him. Yep. Give it a lock and look, look around the room and walk over to where the work's happening, assuming nothing looks out of place. There's no one else in here, right? No. Is that, okay. <laughs> Is that I see? Uh, yeah, no, nobody, nobody that you see. Yeah. Cool. It's a pretty small room, but you'd be surprised if you found anybody. I did tell Paul there was an assassin in his bed. Mm. In terms of volume level, where is my room in relation to other people? Uh, would you have asked for, like, a corner room? Uh, probably. Yeah. I probably would have tried to be a little more sure. out of the way. Yeah, so we'll say that you're at the corner by the far side of the of the hall. It's not there's not like a, it's not a really long building, um, but I would say that you're at the edge, so the other side of the wall from you would be outside. Um, I wanted to ask if you would care to enlighten me on what it was you wanted to speak with Modak on. I think that perhaps I could speak on your behalf. I, uh, and then I, I would speak quietly, like a little strained. I guess, not strained, but, you know, between a whisper and a... Grinding yeah. bounce. As somebody <laughs> that doesn't use their voice. Yes, I was going to say, Raspy. You know, it, would, it would sound a little, you know, it's out of yeah. use. And uh, say, so, well, we, I desperately need to find Fivrel. Uh, Fivrel must die. I think that that would likely be best. For the world as a whole, it seems that he is still up to what he was when I last saw him. It certainly appears that way. And uh, so I'd glance around and say, I, I, I intended to speak with, with Meridoc myself and give like a, a bit of a grin. And it would be great to not have to risk this uh, this life I've I've made. Yes, I thought you might be so inclined to have the burden of that conversation shifted to one who can speak more plainly. You need to find Fivril. Yes, and I, I don't, I don't suspect Murdoch would be helping him. It didn't sound that way, but I would be a little anxious about any information he willingly gives. I, uh, I tend to find people speak a bit more plainly under duress, but I don't know that he needs that anymore. I'm still a little concerned about whether we can trust him or not. Uh, there is a chance that uh, if I let slip about this assassin that he may have heard at least tales of such beings. He might be inclined to speak more plainly. 
if he is concerned that his life is in danger from one that is not amongst his friends. That might be good. Little motivation never hurt. Yes. I think that... I think we can get it out of him if it is there. And if not, we can spare him pain that might have come. Should you have had to he, ask yourself? You give a little bit of a, a chuckle and say, well, he, he doesn't actually have black flower blood. So as, as far as I'm concerned, if he is helpful, that's all I need from, from him. What did the black flowers do to earn such ire? That is a bit of a long tale. and still... I have quite a few bones to guard. St- still, uh, still a bit, a bit too, too fresh and private. But in good time, I will tell you. Understood. If, uh, if Murdoch seems a little hesitant to share information, you could tell him perhaps that you are afraid that he may be hunted, and uh, I suspect he may know what that means. Haunted. Maybe pretend that was in the in the code. I don't suppose there's a name associated with this hunter he should be concerned with. Not to my knowledge. Something you've been doing for a while, then? Oh, not me. I would never. Of course not. <laughs> Neither would give, I. Give a little chuckle. Neither would I. Although, I was once like that. Like the uh, the assassin from earlier? Yes. Fortunately not so broken before I was able to get away. When when left uh, when left unbroken, it seems like a, a skill or a gift more, th- more so than a, a curse or a, or a trauma. I think it is perhaps a little of both. Unfortunately, there is a part of me that I still do not allow to see the light of day. Born more like that than not. This face is a worthy mask for the time being. I can appreciate a worthy, a worthy disguise. Yes. Sometimes it's it's good to keep the keep the rage and the the bad parts inside, and sometimes they are a gift that needs to be let out. From my experience, though, a, cl- a clear mind is the best judge of when to use those, and that does not seem like the case with that assassin. It's a, a fitting perspective. There is a delicate balance to this world that should be upheld, and I do not think those like him would be able to uphold it sometimes. Bad needs to be removed, sometimes good, sometimes bad needs to be put in, sometimes good. That tool did not make those decisions. 
and Fivril Blackflower is not a man that I would be inclined to let make such decisions. I kind of grind my teeth, and Fivril Blackflower will be at his best when he's no longer making any decisions. Yes. A worthy goal, and one I would like to see done. If he continues to extend his reach, I fear that the balance would be thrown off. I did not have it in me to do so when I left, but I think it may be time. It certainly is been my time for for years this one this one will feel good and did you didn't mention did i see the translation or the names or did you translate the dossier yet i had translated them i could tell you what they say if you're curious sure i just meant like did it i guess if i didn't see them yet i would ask if i could look them over mm. um at the list of names and i would i burned the translation actually i can Tell you what was in the missive and the dossiers. That'd be great. So, something to the effect of your task is to watch over both William Bennett and Alistair Plimfair. Their presence in Southport is imperative to the success of our mission. The two of them both have things at stake that they are not willing to risk. But should either of them step out of line, remove them from their positions and dispose of them. Should this happen, as always, be sure that they are never found. They are cogs in the machine, but ones that we at this moment require. They can be replaced at a cost. Use the other members of the Gilded Mask to give your updates under the guise of Horace Watts, the Overseer, on the behaviors and doings of William and Alistair to keep yourself up to date. Should you need to impersonate either of them, do so. Included our dossiers on both William and Alistair, along with several shopkeepers and dock workers, and the lawkeeper, should you need to get yourself out of trouble. Failure is not an option. I would, um, I would point at the name of uh, Horace and say, we've, we've heard of Horace. Horace might be a worthy mask. That yes. might be a way to get close to Fivrel. I'm going to flip through these dossiers and mm -hmm. see if I can find this face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a description. But uh, I don't suppose it's a person that we've happened to see in person? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think Murdoch mentioned him. He did. If I remember right. Yeah, he that mentioned him we by were. that title. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he did not describe what he looks like, nor have you seen him. But he was described as the contact between the Gilded Mask and the Shadowed Thorns. I am hesitant to wear the face of one that is not a part of myself. I'm not something that all of us are so willing to forego, but... That's, uh, that's quite alright. I have no problem doing it when the time comes. That is good. This dossier I can translate for you. You, I think, could keep it well hidden. 
I sure could. And I will translate that one mm-hmm. and give it to him. Very good. I would, um, I guess I'd want to look at the original too and, and just study the original. Yeah, I mean, I can describe for you the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I just want to see the code and what I'm doing and I, how that works. I want to see the handwriting on the original mm-hmm. for myself, so that I uh, I know what it looked like. Sure. If it comes to it, and you do need one to take up a mask to get closer, I could probably manage. If it had to be done that way. If it had to, I have no problem with it, and I uh, also have a, a set of skills with uh, with with ink as well. I, uh, given these examples, I could probably copy copy this handwriting if you can direct me in the coding. I don't know if we'll need to, but in the event that we do, I might be able to make a, a convincing copy of a note. I think that I could teach you on the matter, and perhaps. With time, you will be more willing to speak on your time. In time, I think I will probably have to. Although when Fivrel dies, I might not need Mr. Pigeon any longer. We'll have to see when the time comes what I uncover about Fivrel. Understood. Understood. Some things are done for the benefit of others, and, and some things are very personal. When Fivrel is gone, my personal obligation is done. We'll see, we'll see how driven I feel after that. Hmm. I do not know that that is the, the end to the balancing that I am to be a part of, but it is certainly a step in the right direction. Uh, if you do decide that you need the knife, I think I could summon her at least once more. Need the the knife? The The, mask for a different time. A tool, yes. That uh, that sounds helpful. I would like to to make clear I I intend to take Fivrel's life, and I, I hope that doesn't harm your goal of balancing. But, uh, we have a long overdue duty to take that particular life. If that life can be taken without needing the knife's presence, all the better for it. Get like a vacant stare and keep grinding these bones. Sure. If uh, I don't think. I don't think I have anything else of, uh, of concern right now. You seem to have a good grasp of the, the situation with the note. And uh, other than potentially listening to the Murdoch conversation myself for my own curiosity, I don't, I don't really feel any need to, to uh, get in the way of that. I think you'll handle it perfectly fine. You think you'll be able to gauge any dishonesty? I think that I would be able to gauge it, yes, and... If it is a conversation you would care to be present for, I can casually bring it up in your presence. If I could, if I could be there to hear, that would be great in case I spot something that 
makes me think of uh, a different line of questioning. But otherwise, I do intend to passively Can just listen. Ask for his assistance with some errands tomorrow. And you can join us. Sure. That I'm certain great. he will say yes with Marcus out of town. I will maintain my my normal Mr. Pigeon best. <laughs> Hopefully I will not need to say a word. I would just like to listen. The world's most helpful clown. Most professional clown. The most professional clown. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you for your time, Mr. Pigeon. Give a, give a little bow and say that uh, I will I will see you in the morning. Yes. Very good. You're going back to go to sleep? Yep. And you're just going to finish grinding the bones and then also go to sleep? Yep. Cool. And that is where we will end up. Let me call you. Say goodbye. Saw me open the door. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> I was very torn of which way to go. Too many options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end. I just wanted to call everybody and get back in. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching tonight. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we will not be live on Sunday because uh, Sarah and I have plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be back on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the City of Oshwamp and then next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the next episode of The Lost Kings of Adorus. Uh, also on Thursday night on the Not Great Dawn channel, uh, myself, Sarah, John, Luna, and Levi are going to be, well, Sarah and I are going to be playing uh, Danganronpa 3 and the five of us are going to be voice acting uh, the game with we all have assigned characters and I'm sure that'll be grand you know how I get with, with voices so it's going to be a good time hello there Dandelion hello there Dandelion should have kept uh, it but yeah thank you guys for <laughs> watching uh, and we'll see you next time Good night, everybody Good night. Good night. bye bye